This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, welcome to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. I'm your girl, Jessie Mae Peluso. Rate the pod. That's right, you know it. I'm going for a thousand five-star ratings. Click five stars for the podcast real quick on the iTunes app and you will help make my dream come true. And I know that's what your whole purpose in life is to make my dream come true. Well, my purpose in life is to bring you a little entertainment and joy each week. So I hope you enjoy this week's episode. Don't forget to go to Patreon if you want to watch the video. Clips will be available on my YouTube page. That's youtube.com forward slash Jesse May Peluso. Also, I'm on tour. I'm coming to a city near you. I'm going to be on a little city winery tour in Philadelphia, New York City, and then the Hudson Valley location. That's October 26th, 28th, and 29th. JessieMay.com for tickets. I'm also going to be appearing in Loyola, California. I looked at Debbie for help, and she she looked away from me. We're going to be in Loyola, California. <laughs> I don't think that's right. <laughs> I don't think it's right. I think it's Loyola. Check out my website for tickets. This week is an episode with yours truly. We talk, we catch up. I tell you about my weekend in Rhode Island. And I also remind you a hundred times to rate the podcast five stars. Thank you so much. Love you. Sharp Tongue Podcast. Beep, 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 You're listening to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse May Jessie Peluso. Peluso. It's a personal look. Well, it's not really a look because it's a podcast. I'm already fucking this up. This is kind of like a verbal comedy diary, a deep look into the crevices of my mind. It's going to get dirty. You might cry. You'll probably laugh. Hopefully you'll laugh. Talk about my dog sometimes. Each week it's something different. Sometimes I have a guest host. Sometimes it's going to be a movie companion episode. Sometimes I just ramble about the bullshit I dealt with the week before. You never know what you're going to get. It's raw, uncut, and funny. It's me. What's up, folks? I'm Paulo Santoing. The studio again. Gotta get those post-travel vibes right. I just got back from the road. Thank you to everybody who came out to the shows in Rhode Island. Rhode Island. We had a blast. We were at the Comedy Connection, which honestly is one of my favorite clubs in the country. I know you probably have heard me say that about a couple other clubs the Rhode Island Comedy Connection is a special place. It feels like somehow they've managed to preserve a time in the entertainment industry that is somewhat untouched by the adverse effects of the modern world that is the entertainment industry, what, what the enter- entertainment industry has become in this modern world. The Comedy Connection has somehow maintained uh, a barrier 
from that. And so it feels like a really great place to perform as a stand-up comedian. So thank you for everybody who came out. We're going to recap it a little bit. And also, before we get into this, I realized last week I told you guys that we found my knives. And then I never told you about how we found the knives and what the situation was. So I wrote it in my notes to talk about the knives by the end of the show. And I will tell you where they are. They are somewhat safe and sound. Not in my hands. Anywho, so I... Oh, and also, you've heard it a hundred times. Rate the podcast. We're slowly growing. We're slowly creeping up to a thousand five-star reviews. So go click five stars. It takes two seconds. And I appreciate it ahead of time. I um, had an interesting journey to Rhode Island. First of all, where is everyone going? I have never seen travel like this in my life. Flights are three times the amount that they, than they were like two or three years ago. And I don't understand how that's validated. Now, let me, let me preface this podcast. I, I feel like I have to, even though I know I don't, because you guys who have listened for so long know what this podcast is. Let me preface this episode by, I don't get too serious. I don't get too political. I don't get too anything. So in me continuing what I do, I don't feel that there's anything else I should be doing other than what I've always done. And I, I'm going to pod. That's that. It's kind of off the heels of how Pete Davidson introduced a Saturday Night Live episode that he hosted this past weekend. I'm, I'm, a, I'm someone who likes to bring joy to your life. So in me not talking about something, I think I'm doing the service I need to do for you. So that's out there. That said, let's get back to our regularly scheduled program. So I was on the plane and travel has gotten crazy. Okay, I, I don't know how we're able to be charged three times amount of what the cost was just few a few years ago. I, I don't understand it. I, it. The math isn't mathing. Why is a flight that once was $300, $1,000? It's becoming harder and harder to get to places, which as someone who travels for part of her work, makes it very difficult for me. But then I think about people who are trying to get to their family and you can't, you're being prevented because of this random increase in cost everywhere maybe what we're experiencing what i'm experiencing for the first time as an adult is a recession because it feels like everything is about to burst <laughs> and i am like oh god do i need gold bricks i don't know what to do i am not prepared what am i supposed to do like what what is it an object that i can use in case everything collapse as as collateral I don't have any skills. I mean, I'm a court jester. I shouldn't say I don't have any skills. I'm, I'm, I'm a court jester. One of the oldest gigs in the book. But uh, is this going to get me rent? Is this going to get me food? I hope so. I hope it does. I hope if I can't hand over cash that somewhere along the line this does something for me. I'm able to goof my way <laughs> to pay for things in my life. So it just feels like everything is real wild. I don't know if you guys are feeling the same. It feels wild. I don't know why. Everything feels a little unhinged. Now I'm coming to you from Venice, California, which is the wild, wild west. Truly the wild, wild west. So I realize that my point of view, based on travel and based on everything, is affected by the fact that I live in a place where zombies literally roam the streets. 
I understand that. So that's where my perspective, my perspective is coming from. So I'm on this flight and something awkward happens. And I want to know if you guys feel the same way I feel. Something a little strange happens. So I'm sitting next to this fella and he's a rather jolly fella. When I say jolly, he's the shape of Santa Claus is what I mean. Obvi, he's the shape of a jolly fella. And live your life. Hey, if you want to have a jolly body, I'm here for that. I think you deserve to have a jolly body. Live your life. And I'm not making fun of this guy. I'm just describing you to him. If, if he committed a crime, I'd, I'd tell the officer as well. Yes, officer, he had a jolly body. It's the shape of a man who looks like he enjoys snacks. And I love snacks. I'm not going to hate on him. So he had a jolly body. And I had to go to the bathroom. So I get up to go to the bathroom. And this guy doesn't move. He sits there. He sucks in his jolly body, and then is like, go ahead. So I'm, I'm expected to crab crawl over this guy? Uh, to me, it feels inappropriate that now I'm put in a position where I'm about to put my body in a position that's a little too close to your fupa. <laughs> now I'm forced to put my body in a position where... Parts of my body are touching parts of your body that only people in a sacred union should be in position of. So I, I got a crab crawl over this guy who's not a thin fella. He's not a thin fella. And I'm forced to move my body and contort my body to try to not touch his body. And the whole point of this is so I can go to the bathroom. So obviously I'm having... Uh, I'm in a compromised position in many ways because I need to pee. It, the guy didn't move. He didn't move. And I think that's inappropriate. I think if, if you're sitting next to someone on a plane and they get up to go to the bathroom, you got to move. Buddy, it's musical chairs. Get up out of your seat. Why am I the one that's forced to contort my body around you? And then I'm, I've got to do the whole thing really. Like, oh, excuse me. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. Excuse me. It's like that video from TikTok. Let me just scooch in. Excuse me. Let me just scooch in right here with the dog. <laughs> That's me every time I get up to go and the person sitting next to me doesn't move. One, it's gross. Two, it's inappropriate. Three, it's rude. I'm sorry that you don't want to get up. Mr. Jolly, maybe you should get up a little bit more often. I was annoyed. I was annoyed because it, it makes me, you're putting me in a position to be in an awkward position. And now I'm, I'm expected to go, I need you to get up. I, and that's what I just have to do. That's what we have to do. And isn't that, that's so funny because like, I don't know if you guys find yourself in those positions in life where the thing that you want is on the other side of you having to be a little bit more upfront and having you to draw a boundary. That's all, that's all that is, is me needing to draw a boundary. And I come up against that moment and I'm like, oh, but it's a guy. And oh, but he's older than me. I should respect my elders and I should respect men. And then it, this motherfucking plane. And then I'm standing there like what I need isn't important. So I'm going to use that next time as an exercise to be like, no, get up. Jolly old jolly. Get up, jolly old Johnny. I need you to move. I need to urinate. Please get the fuck up. Get up, get up, get up. 
So it was a little awkward. I'm curious if you guys feel the same. Also, before we get too deep in the episode, don't forget to send me your overheards. A couple, I'm getting them every week now, and I'm picking my favorites. If you guys hear anything in your life, in the external life around you, the peripheral life around that, something is just one or two sentences, no longer than that, that is something you happen to hear, and it sounds so crazy. To me, I, I'm just listening in life for things to tell you guys. <laughs> So I'm just eavesdropping on everyone. Email them to me, jessiemaypelusocomedy at gmail. I had another awkward situation. Mm. Very awkward situation. Where I went to the dentist. That's never fun. I've stopped enjoying going to the dentist ever since I started going to a dentist in LA where I let them drill into my perfectly good teeth. Now I'm just like, whatever. I don't care. I'm an idiot. I let... People drill into my teeth, my teeth, uh, the, you only get, it, you don't get like elderly teeth. Why do we, <laughs> we get baby teeth, we get adult teeth. Where's my elderly teeth? I feel like if your, if your tooth becomes compromised, an elder tooth should grow in underneath that. Give me one last time. Give me one last shot to get this right. Cause the first, the first time I get issues in my, in my, in my, in my teeny teeth, my kid teeth. That's not necessarily on me. That's on you. I'm growing. Apparently, our our youth tooth is a little weaker. So sometimes they get cavities, especially because we're eating candy, we're eating sugar. That's on you. That's on you, nature, the way you created it, okay? It's not my fault. Adult teeth, if you mess it up, it's kind of on you. You know the rules. You know the game by now. You know what it is. If you mess up your adult teeth, eh, that's on you. So give me one more shot. Just give me one more shot is all I'm asking. Give me elder teeth so that when I go through things as an adult that they didn't tell me about as a kid and they cause me stress and my teeth are compromised, then I have at least one more option. Just give me one more option <laughs> because all the stuff that happened in my adult life I was not prepared for and, and, and life caught me slipping. So I am here for elder teeth. They will not be at Coachella. Elder Teeth will not be at Coachella. Rhode Island was a blast. We had a fun time. I sold out of all my merch. Thank you so much for supporting. We're going to be making new merch. And we're not going to send it to Ian Burns. <laughs> Actually, I did make a note to Deb. To, to get Burns merch from the garage. I'm going to write it down for, for Ian Burns. We had a lot of new merch that was made, and it was really fun and cute, and you guys bought it and supported me, and I am forever grateful. I'm forever grateful that this loud Sicilian mouth of mine has connected you guys enough to want to bring a piece of cotton of me home. And the shows were great. Like I said, the club, Comedy Connection, if you can get to it, there's a comic you enjoy. It's such a great, intimate venue, and they just updated everything there, their sound, their light everything they they did renovations they got rid of their bar and moved their bar they've done amazing and uh i just appreciate them so much because i've worked for that for them or with them for like 10 years so it's an interesting relationship to have that type of it's intimate in the sense of what you do and having to travel and in having 
needs while you're in the on the road not like that i'm not talking about like intimate needs i'm talking about just being taken care of as a human being and a performer and it's an interesting relationship to have with a club and a club owner for so long that they've supported you through highs and lows in your career so i'm really grateful to them and grateful to the audiences that came out we <laughs> the the club was a couple miles away from my hotel and i like to be active when i'm on the road because it can get a little depressing going into these hotel rooms that lack any sort of personal touch from your life that's why sometimes i'll travel with candles i'll bring a couple you know good luck charms with me on the road that make me feel like i'm at home a little bit bring some crystals let them sunbathe and cast spells in the room. You know, you got to do what you got to do. And I, I'm staying at this hotel. And so I like to get out early in the morning. I like to get out. If the weather's decent enough, I'm out. I, I need to just experience some of the, the smells in the neighborhood, the smells in the town, see the people. So I walk from my hotel down to a coffee shop that's near the club. And along, not an exact highway, but kind of like a commercial like boulevard I guess you can call not a place where people are going to be walking and then there's me walking the two miles and I have to be honest this is the first time in my life when I was walking in a random town I've been to so many random towns where I felt a little unsafe I actually could feel that feeling now I don't know if that's a result of becoming older and having experienced more as an adult and understanding how the world works a little bit more now and it keeps you on your toes which isn't necessarily a bad thing especially for a woman and I'm sorry if this argument is exhaustive and exhausting to you but women have to keep their head on a swivel a little bit more than a man we need some WD-40 on our neck because we're like what was that 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 we got to keep our neck a little bit more greased than yours it's just the truth of it it's the reality so I'm walking around like this. People must have thought I was a crazy person. And I experienced it a little bit more. And it was interesting to acknowledge that and be aware of the fact that, oh, I'm scared walking in broad daylight down a busy street. <laughs> Saying that out loud sounds like pure anxiety. <laughs> it literally sounds like how you could describe anxiety. No, yeah, there were people there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was the light was on. Yeah, the God light was on um, and I was walking. It was a beautiful day. Yeah, but I still felt scared. <laughs> so I don't know what that's a result of. If it's a result of me becoming more of an adult, of what's going on in the world currently, of what I've experienced personally with just having had my stuff stolen again and living in Venice and every day it's a different casted zombie near my doorstep. Oh, that's a new one. Are we already in season three of the Venice Zombies? Didn't realize that we got picked up for a new season. Holy hell. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. So I realize that I have these sort of stressful stimuli in my own life 
Maybe that's affected my perspective of how I'm living now. And also maybe, maybe I'm learning that before I was a little bit too lax in the streets. Now I'm not somebody who's grown up in a, in like a super privileged and protected childhood. We lived in the inner city. Like our neighborhood had every type of person in it. I went to a public school. So I didn't grow up in this like pampered, protected existence. So I'm not, you know, unfamiliar with how the streets are. And I also lived in New York City. I lived in Bed-Stuy, Brooklyn in the early 2000s. Google it. It was not a safe neighborhood. I, I didn't move there because they had a great cafe on the corner. I moved there because the rent was cheap. So, you know, it, it's not like I don't understand how the streets work. And it's not like I haven't experienced things. So something has changed in me. Maybe in society. Maybe you guys are experiencing this as well. Where I am hyper aware and a little bit more hyper vigilant. And I'm not mad about it but I think a walk during the day from my hotel to the coffee shop should be a little more peaceful (laughs) should be a little bit more of like a walk and we're just enjoying the walk but you you, got to keep your head on a swivel that's the reality of it you got to keep your head on a mother freaking swivel I I don't think I talked about um did I start talking about the dentist was I talking about the dentist at all and then what happened I went on, I went on another diet. I went on a total, uh, it's my awkward situation. I was going to talk about the dentist. I went on a whole fucking tangent, ADD tangent. (laughs) So the point of the teeth was that my teeth are, you know, pretty, pretty clean. And, uh, I think that I keep them somewhat manicured well as an adult. And I do the thing before you go to the dentist where you brush your teeth and you floss. And you're like, oh, I'm going to show up. My teeth are going to be pristine. They're going to be like, we don't even need to clean these teeth. Oh, my gosh. Wow, you showed up and, and your teeth are just the most reflective, pearly white sea chiclets we've ever seen. We're not even going to do a dental cleaning. And then you walk through and everyone's clapping. Yeah. All the dental hygienists are out in the hallway like, whoa. Our teeth are so clean. You're just imagining yourself being paraded out of the dentist. Everyone's high-fiving you because your teeth are so clean. And then you find a dentist and you sit down in the chair and the hygienist, the, gen- the gentle hygienist, <laughs> the gentle hygienist. <laughs> That's what they should be called. It should be a gentle hygienist. Hygienist. <laughs> Hygienist? Dental hygienist. Is that the word? (laughs) Clip it. (laughs) The gentle dental hygienist. (laughs) He has this equipment that is from the future. There's this new dental equipment that is clearly from the future. And so he's like, do you want to take a look at what your teeth look like now? If if anyone asks you that question, the answer is always no. It's no. It's the equivalent of a magnifying mirror on your pores. The answer should be no. And so 
issues with dental boundaries. Where if someone wants to drill in my teeth, instead of me going, no, uh, full stop, I'm like, yeah, sure, drill into my teeth. Not a why. There wasn't a why that escaped my mouth. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. Take the drill, put it in my adult teeth. We don't have any elders coming up. And permanently damage my enamel. Please do that. So I clearly don't know how to answer questions at the dentist's office. So when this gentle dental hygienist asks if I want to see what my teeth look like now, I said yes. It didn't. I wasn't even done saying yes until the screen popped up. And I said, what is that? What is that? What am I looking at? And he said, that's your mouth. And I said, no, it's not. No, it's not. That's the side of the gosh darn Titanic now. That's what that is. That's a deep sea dive. That's a James Cameron movie about the next dive he's doing underwater. That's a subaquatic image of the side of a boat with barnacles on it. That's not the inside of my mouth. <laughs> I don't know what you've got up on the screen, but my dollar is on James Cameron's new movie, The Abyss 2. I think they already have that. The Abyss 3. Barnacles. Because that's not my mouth. It looked like an aerial view of Arizona. <laughs> it looked like the surface of Mars in my mouth. And when I tell you I brushed for like an hour before I left my house to prepare for this stupid dental appointment and the audacity of this ungentle dental hygienist to toss up a screen of the inside of my mouth without any sort of emotional preparation is just beyond what my insurance is capable of paying for. I don't even know if insurance covers the image they sent me. I'll tell you what, emotionally, I'm uninsured for that moment. And for that reason, I'm out. He said, do you want a deep cleaning? And I said, excuse me? <laughs> what kind do you give me usually? Shouldn't it all just be deep? If my mouth looks like that, yeah, I want the deep cleaning. I want the deep cleaning. Donovan? Damn it. That's his name. That's a great dentist. It's a miracle smile. Check him out. Tell him I sent you. So far, they have not done unnecessary drilling. If they ask to do unnecessary drilling, I will let you know. We're going to, I think I kind of do this sometimes, corrections on the podcast. People love to correct me. And as someone who was always right, I love being right. I appreciate a good correction. Real recognizes real. So we have a correction. Last week I talked about um, the Al-Anon meeting that I went to. I went to Alcohol Anonymous, which is not for drinkers it's for the family of drinkers and people who use and all of that um and i said that it was i mentioned that it was based in rooted in religion and that's not necessarily the sitch so we have a correction we have a correction here from austin k austin usually sends me messages Austin, Austin will send a message here and there. He says, hey, beautiful. Listen to your most recent pod for the first time in a while. Way to dig at me, Austin. And did want to mention one thing about AA. 
it is not rooted in religion. It is about believing in something, anything bigger than yourself. It has nothing to do with religion. It has much more to do with spirituality. I'm not in AA or NA. I successfully practice moderation now and don't do hard drugs. Good for you, Austin. But I have attended meetings, and I, like you, am spiritual. The universe is basically my higher power. Just wanted to share that with you. I love and believe in you, Austin. <laughs> so, yes, I did misspeak on the origins of AA and Alcohol Anonymous. While it does lean on religion as a, a tool and a guideline, it is not rooted in religion. So thank you for that clarity. It is definitely rooted in believing in something higher than yourself. And anyone out there struggling with it, I, I, I can definitely appreciate your struggle. And uh, that's why one of the reasons why I went to NA or to Alcohol Anonymous to get a little bit more information for myself so I could be available to people in my life with a little bit more compassion not so much judgment too much judgment in life we don't need all that judgment it's it's unnecessary but I do think this is going to be a little bit of a hypocritical statement right after me saying we have too much judgment in our life I have said this before I think if all the friends in your life are people who don't judge you I don't know that they're necessarily real friends because I do think a little judgment goes a long way I think a little judgment is necessary in life. I think a little judgment from your friends isn't the worst thing. It's not that you should be basing and, and, and attacking your friends. It's, it's not that you should be like attacking your friends and making fun of what they do and how they do all the time. But if they're doing something that's a little off color, it's a little different from what you're used to and you see your friend acting in a certain way, that's not to say you can't go, hey, what are you doing? What are you doing? Some people need to be put back on track. And sometimes a little judgment can help people get back on track. And that's not to say that we should go crazy with it. But I know that there's been times in my life where my sister said some really harsh stuff to me. And I'm like, damn, but she wasn't wrong. And I know it's not coming from a bad place. My sister's my ride or die. If she says something about how I am acting or something I'm gonna go okay let's let's talk about it because huh my homegirl she notices something I'm gonna take that judgment don't think I'm not gonna throw it right back at her that's a fun thing about judgment you could just toss it right back but I do think it, it is a, a necessary a necessary situation a little bit of judgment goes a long way um, overheard. Let's do some overheards. Well, uh, really just um, one of my favorites. Maybay's overheards. Send them to me, jessiemaypelusocomedy at gmail.com. Overheard in LA at a gym class heroes concert. Both of my ear canals are like built different. <laughs> That's probably a very accurate statement. Both of my ear canals are like built different. Well, I think... That's one of the things that trips me up. Ever look at your face and realize everything's different? Like, your eyes are different. Your ears are... I got one ear that's up at my eyebrow and the other one that, that starts at my lobe. Everything's so asymmetrical. You ever look at your face in the mirror and you just realize how you've been looking at your face wrong and then you find an imperfection on one side and you're like, oh, it doesn't match over on that side. But I think if our faces were perfectly symmetrical, we'd look crazy. I know it. I've been to Norway. Everyone looks insane because they look so perfect. They don't have a pore. It looks like someone painted their face. It's weird. We're meant to have those flaws. But yeah, ear canals are like built different. 
this is from Corey Longmire. He writes, epic. Oh, you know what, guys? You know what I almost forgot about? Did we talk about the reviews? Five-star reviews. I know I, I know. I already talked about it. I just want to remind you again. I'm going to remind you until I get a thousand five-star reviews. We're going to read a couple. I went through to see if people left me actual messages. And there are a couple messages there. We read a couple last week. Deb dropped in and yelled Dashel at us. This week, Corey Dean here to wish Jessie Mae a happy birthday because she made me by force. Audible force. He's not wrong. She's the host of this phenomenal podcast called the Sharp Dog Podcast, which is 10 out of 5 stars. Yes, that's possible, but only for her. My favorite segment is when she reads reviews for coffins. <laughs> I can't laugh at myself. It's just so inappropriate. Anyways, love you, girl. Next review. Let's get this gal to a thousand five star from Shredded Yogi. <laughs> Love the show. It's relatable. It's fabulous. Ooh, ooh! Mrs. Camacho says, I love Jessie Mae. She's hilarious. Been listening to her for years. Yes, we can. We can do it, guys. We can get to a thousand five star ratings. I believe in us. Do you believe in us? I believe in us. Let's do a little Maybay's mail. This is from Wilson Barger, or maybe Barger. I don't know if it's a hard or soft G. A soft G is always awkward, isn't it? Barger. G -g 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 -g. Uh, a soft G is weird. Wilson Barger says, hey, Jesse, may I just wanted to say happy birthday. I love the deuce. It's not my birthday right now, guys. This is from a month ago. I love the deuce and sharp tongue podcast, and I think you're super funny and wise. You cheer me up when I'm feeling down and have given great advice on how to overcome social anxiety. Except for when you're playing Frogger in Rhode Island. I unfortunately live in Oklahoma. I can't make it to your Alzheimer's benefit show. Otherwise, I'd love to go. But love what you're doing to support the cause. Take care, Fongul. <laughs> I love that message. Thank you so much for, for reaching out to me. I appreciate you, Wilson Barger or Barger. The Alzheimer's show was, was a lot of fun. And I look forward to doing more shows like that. And... You know, I had this thought because I'm so hard on myself about, uh, I ever try and pull your hair out. Hold on. ADD. Let's see if we can get it. I'm always so hard on myself about when I have a goal, I ideate the goal and then the middle part of planning and preparing and doing all of that part of your goal and then the execution. For me, sometimes those time periods can fluctuate. Sometimes I can get something done like that. Other times with a bigger project, it takes me a little bit longer. I think about every angle and definitely overthink, but my brain's working in a way to get to the end goal. And so sometimes I'm hard on myself about how I ideate and execute. And I realize that that is a part of my entire creative process. Now I know this now, this whole process is put through the filter of someone who has attention deficit disorder issues and attention deficit issues. Um, so I know that now, but I still respect that my brain and my creativity works in a certain way in order to get things done. I'm saying all this because Wilson mentioned the Alzheimer's benefit show. It honestly was one or two years in the making for me to do a show like that in honor of my dad and also in the Los Angeles area and to raise money for the foundation, which we have donated the money to the foundation. Thank you for everyone who participated and helped and showed up to the show. And we look forward to doing more things like that to raise awareness and raise charity for Alzheimer's any way I can. 
but I wanted to thank Wilson for mentioning that and for also wishing me a happy birthday. Let's look at a photo of dogs in places they don't belong. Now, here's this lady who's clearly in her new TJ Maxx long sweater. It is that season where you go and you're like, I need a long sweater for fall. So this woman clearly is fresh off of her TJ Maxx Anista moment where she got the Max for the men. And then she took a lap through, this looks like to be a Trader Joe's, I think is where I took this photo. Yes, because this woman had a hard time making a decision about yogurt. I remember her going back and forth, back and forth. Do I want this yogurt? And then she went to another department, came back. All the while, her dog, her enormous dog, which looks like Carlin that needs a diet. This photo looks exactly like my dog Carlin, but if Carlin needed a diet. And she ties her dog, this huge dog, to her freaking cart and then leaves her cart and goes shopping in the store and i'm standing there like this, this, this woman left this service dog tied to her cart and she is just going and, and grabbing stuff from all the different aisles I, I was i was blown away by the audacity this is coming from a dog lover this is coming from a dog lover someone who has three dogs and let me tell you sometimes yes i do bring them to places sometimes but this just felt real excessive and this dog just laying down even he feels embarrassed look how he's laying he's like why am i here i'm not your service dog gary left you four years ago and you refused to evolve your emotions so you got a dog <laughs> look there's a dog tied up she left this dog tied up so she could go find various things throughout the store this is the problem these types of people are the problem. These types of people are the ones that give us a bad name. Stop bringing your dog in places it doesn't belong. It's rude. Yeah, yeah, it's rude. I did pet his butt, though. He's a very sweet little dog. And then I turned the corner, and here's this guy who clearly has a coyote as a pet. And every dog that I pass in these stores looks up at me like, please help. Please help. I didn't ask to come into the store. I told him I'd be fine cooking in the car in the parking lot. I, I didn't want to come in here. I, this is not me. It's, it's, it's Trevor's fault. I didn't ask to be here. Just want to let you know. But if you could possibly get me a snack, that would be great. Please stop bringing your dogs to places they don't belong. It is infuriating. Leave your dog at home. Your dog will be fine for an hour. <sighs> I miss my dogs and they're in the next room. Oh, we, before we go, we have to talk about my knives. So my knives were located. My knives are safe and sound. They are in the hands of Britney Spears. <laughs> Britney has my knives. Everything's fine, guys. I'll never see them again. I'll never see the knives again. Britney's got them. We're good. She's having a great time. Look, I think we're taking Britney Spears a little too seriously. Everyone's like, oh, she's mentally ill. We should have kept her in the conservatorship. Like, you haven't looked like that in your life? That's me at every TJ Maxx, Marshalls, or Ross Dress for Less's fitting room trying on things. That's me with the, you know, two knives I found in the home goods department. Cling, cling. Trying on outfits in a Marshalls fitting room. Don't act like she's crazy. She's every one of us. Britney Spears is every one of us. So leave the girl alone. And I hope you enjoy my knives, Brittany. I really do. I love you guys so much. I will be back next week. We are in the process of figuring out 
the Stamos episode. And we've come up against a little bit of a challenge that we are in for. We're up for the challenge as well. And we will rise above it. And I keep having thoughts and ideas of what to ask him and what to talk about. So if you guys have any thoughts, ideas, or questions you'd like me to relay to Stamos, either on my behalf or a question that you might have, we can do some fan-based questions as well. Email me, Peluso at comedy.com. Oh, wait, Comedy at gmail.com. And we will ask Stamos together these questions. I can't wait to have him on. It does feel like almost a full circle moment for me. Very few people get the opportunity to meet their childhood idols and people that they looked up to for a majority of their life. So I'm very, very looking forward to that episode. And as we know, guys, we say everything happens in life for a reason, a season, a lesson, or a blessing. And you have to figure out what that is for yourself. So... I hope you guys can find a little solace this week. I hope you guys have some fun. Look both ways when you cross the street. Protect your neck. Keep your neck greased, ladies. The streets are out to catch you slipping. Don't let the streets catch you slipping. I love you so much. I'll check you next week. Bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.